0: Westside baptist church in newton georgia brings you our weekly podcast we hope you will be encouraged by our music and a message from the word of god as we present our sunday morning and sunday evening services and our weekly broadcast by dr melvin payne we thank you for listening
1: let's everybody stand let's sing this morning when we all get to heaven let's sing it out on the first the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace in the mansions, bright and blessed. He'll prepare for us a place. Sing it out when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we hold. Jesus will see and shout the victory on the second while we walk the pilgrim pathway clouds will overspread the sky but we're traveling days are over not a shadow not a sigh Sing it out where we are Oh, get to heaven, oh, what a day our rejoicing that will be. Oh, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout, sing the last now. Onward to the prize before us, we'll sing and sing it again sing the chorus For oh, when we all get to heaven what a day of that will be when we all see jesus we'll sing and shout the victory aren't you glad to be at church this morning say amen
0: to be at church this morning. Oh, man, I can't tell you how glad I am to be away from a hospital and be at church. <laughs> amen. amen, amen. Can I say this? I know we want to go into another song. My daddy always told this story. He said, a little boy was down playing marbles one day. He said, and this man come by on the carriage, and he said, a little boy, he says, this the way to the city. He, he looked up at him. He said, yep. He said, He said, all right. So he he went on. The little boy kept playing his game. He said, look, he said, he said, excuse me. He said, "Um, is this road always this? It's going to be this rocky all the way and these potholes and going to be rough. He said, nope. Like that. And he said, okay. And he he kept going around. And he said, and the, the man said, thank you. And he kept, he drove off. And the little boy went to screaming and he said, Sir, 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 stop, stop, stop. He said, What is it? He said, This road is, he said, I forgot to tell you something. He said, What's that? He said, This road is only rocky to the graveyard. <laughs> he said, But after the graveyard into the city, it's smooth paved from on here on out. Hey, man, I'm glad that one day, Friday, Friday night, my daddy got to the graveyard and it was rough and rocky. But after that, it's been smooth sailing ever since. Yeah. Amen. Let's sing the last verse right there. And I want you to sing it out
1: when we all get to heaven. Sing it now. Onward to the bride before us. Soon his beauty will be whole. Yes, soon the perfect gates will open. We shall, we shall sing it. Oh, when we
2: all get to
1: heaven. We'll sing.
3: Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I tell you, God's been good to us. And I know folks, we got a lot of guys out sick and traveling. And it is tis the season. Amen. But I sure am glad you're here. And I look back and saw our dear sister Karen back there. What a blessing to have her here with us. I know that uh, coming without Miss Reba is uh, a difficult thing for you. But I thank you for for doing that, and I'm going to ask Brother Joe Honeycutt if you would come on forward for me. Uh, I need to get him a mic. In a moment, we're going to go into prayer. And uh, <clears throat> had not planned on doing this this morning. However, uh, since I got up this morning, the phone calls and the text have been mounting. <clears throat> I want us to let's remember the Davison family. Uh, I, I know that uh, Brother Davison's, uh, Brother Billy, his, his death is a homegoing and a celebration. And I was there in the room after he passed and the family sang and celebrated his homegoing right then and there. I thought they were going to call hospital security on us, but they didn't. Amen. But yet he was and is being celebrated. And I thank God for that. But also last night uh, around 7.30ish to 8 uh, o'clock, Vicki's niece, 48 years old, uh, went home. Unexpectedly, her heart stopped there at the house. Two teenage boys resuscitated her, continued to work with her until the uh, uh, ambulance got there. They were able to, she died and came back two or three times. And then, I guess, around 8, o'clock last night, they said they couldn't do anything, and she passed on. So God has allowed these things for a reason. Then in the mid-morning hours, mid hours, early morning hours I guess I should say, about 1 o'clock this morning, Kelly Runnels, the pastor of uh, Holy Ground Baptist Church on the other side of Carrollton, uh, he texted and said his mom was in the hospital and she's been in intensive care for some time and she's not doing well and they don't know why. And all of a sudden, the lady in good health just started falling apart. So he's burdened. And he said, please have your men to pray. And then just a few minutes ago, while we were singing, Brother Joe, Brother Joe uh, Honeycut, uh, not Honeycut, I'm sorry. Holland shed had to get up and leave because his granddaughter that had surgery this week passed out in the bathroom, and they were having to rush to her and probably take her to the hospital. And then uh, we were singing, and brother came up and told me that uh, Ken Moore's sister-in-law in Singapore, I believe she is, uh, she's been in an induced coma for quite some time now, a month or two months. And she's not doing well, and it does look like she's also about to pass away. So I'll tell you what, yes, thank you now, and I just, uh, Mike Fuller's mother has been in the hospital, and I understand according to Dave, she's not doing very well. So um, I want to say that uh, we're not whining or complaining, but I tell you, we know who the great physician is. And we know the one who's going to comfort these families that have experienced losses. And I just uh, want Brother Joe, if you would, to come. Yes, sir. Yeah, and Kim's dad, Brother William, is he still in the hospital? Uh, Kim Davidson's dad, uh, while they were in the hospital up there with Billy, Billy, while Billy was passing away, Kim's dad was put in the hospital because of a severe case of pneumonia. And he's no spring chicken, and so this pneumonia, uh, it could be very dangerous. So we're seeing a, all at one time a lot of things happening. And I want to take just a moment and allow our dear brother to come and pray over these families and these individuals that God would have his way and his hand in their lives. Brother, would you do that for us?
4: Heavenly Father, we come to you in need, and we don't know exactly what to pray. God, we ask that whatever you do, we'd see your hand working. Lord, there's some that need comforting and encouraging. Lord, there's some that still have hope that their loved one would be raised from that bed of affliction. That's right. Put back into service for you.
3: That's right.
4: God, we don't know. We just don't know your plan. Your ways are higher than ours. Your thoughts are higher than ours. But we come as a people casting these burdens on you asking for your perfect will to be done. Yes. Lord, I remember reading in First Peter that we're encouraged to cast all our cares on you because you care for us. And so, Lord, we just come to you this morning seeking that loving, tender care. Yes. Thy will be done. And Lord, there's a pastor over in Carrollton. And God, he asked the men to pray. We'd like, we'd like for the ladies and the young folks to join in that prayer as well. Yes. God, we don't want to take that whole responsibility just for the men of this church, but God, we encourage every child of yours to join in with us praying for your will to be done yes. God we see our brother here singing this morning <clears throat> lost his dad not really lost him we, we know where he is Amen. but God do we Amen. do know that he's mourning and grieving along with the rest of the family and Lord the same for Vicky. And Lord yes. there's, there's so many I'll not try to list them all God you've heard and you knew before we listed them this morning, you knew all the needs. Mm-hmm. Where we might leave one off, you'll not. So, God, we pray one more time, thy will be done. Yes. Encourage us and help us. And, Lord, though I don't have anybody that has just recently passed and nobody on a bed of affliction this morning out of my family, I can certainly empathize with these folks that do. And so, God, we pray that each one of us would get up under that load and... Help them to shoulder the burden as best we can. But knowing that we have to trust you to lift the burden. God, we can't do it by ourselves. We cannot. We're helpless. Father, thank you again for all that you've done for us day by day. Thank you for free salvation. Thank you for a home in heaven. Thank you for calling us your children. Thank you that Jesus calls us friends. Lord, we... We're so well blessed by being a part of the church of the living God. Thank you for that. Now, God, we turn it back over to our pastor and the song folks. God, help us to celebrate. Help us to worship Mm -hmm. in a way that's pleasing to you. We're going to thank you for all that you do because we've asked it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Joe. Thank you so much. God bless you.
3: And let's not forget that uh, Miss Laverne had to take her husband to the hospital as well yesterday. I forgot to mention her. So let's let's pray for Miss Laverne. They're back in the hospital.
5: I'm glad today that I know who the Lord is. (laughs) I told them back there when the choir was running over, I said, what a wonderful day to end out 2017. The last day ends up on a Sunday. We get to come in and praise and worship the Lord. I know it's been a rough year. I understand we've, we've had our share of troubles around our place too. But God is still better to us than we deserve. We all deserve hell. We don't deserve his blessings. But we have to all say, God's been good to me this year. And I wouldn't change the fact that I know him for anything in this world. I praise his dear name this morning you pray for the choirs we sing remember a time and a place that the Lord saved you? Do you, choir? You remember the time, Brother Mike? Do you remember the time? Where were you? I was in Rossville, Georgia at, uh, I forgot the
3: name of the Baptist church. Doesn't matter, you remember you were there. I remember (laughs) the Holy Ghost getting a hold of me and me going down to the altar and my dad and the pastor. me
6: Amen. Amen. Miss Miller. I was at Indian Creek Baptist Church up above Bowden and, and uh, uh, for a month I had went under conviction and real timid and so the preacher preached that night and whenever uh, they started to sing the uh, invitation he said there's someone here that would like to be saved but they're just too afraid and said and so the song they sang, I will arise and go to Jesus. Amen. And I stepped out and made the first step, and the Lord took me down to the altar, and the pastor's wife led me to the Lord. Amen. And it was the third Sunday night in September 1957.
5: <laughs> hey, baby. Amen. Where were you? You don't ever talk.
6: I was seven years old in East Point, Georgia. House, my my best friend, and she witnessed to me in her front yard. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> hey, Seven years old. Anthony Howard. <laughs> Sister Cornelia Where were you lady?
6: Uh, Sunday, December the 31st, 1990 Sitting right there And Brother Melvin was preaching And I hit the altar as quick as he said Altar call And I have been saved ever since <laughs>
5: Hey, hey. Isn't that something? She came in before, while I was up here getting some things set up, and she said, "She said I'm celebrating my birthday today." And I said, "Happy birthday." she said, hey. Hey. Hey, bye.
2: Hey.
5: Thomas came down with her and rededicated his life. My mom was down here with her, witnessing. Daddy cat down here. And she was gloriously saved today in 91. What a blessing! I hope you can remember. You don't need I, a lot of people say I can't remember the exact date. As long as you know that you know that you know, you ask the Lord to save you. It's good to remember that time and place. I remember where I was in old Trinity Baptist Church out by the railroad tracks. I remember which side of the altar I was kneeling on at seven years old. I remember that Brother Doyle Bledsoe was on my left side and my mom was on my right side. Daddy was playing just as I am on the piano. I remember Brother Doyle, I'd never known anything but church. Never known anything but church. Had a drug problem. They drugged me to church every day. I mean, every night was in revival somewhere. And I remember Brother Doyle. Going over the plan of salvation in my ear, I had heard it so many times, knew it backwards and forwards, and he was telling me in my ear, and he said, "Dave, are you ready to pray?" And I said, "Yes, sir." And I remember praying, "Lord, I don't think remember I don't remember a thing that Brother Doyle just said to me, but I know I need you, and I need you to save me." And I ask you in my heart, and he came in, having always been where I, as all of us, we always, hadn't always been where we needed to be, where we should have been for the Lord. But have that assured. Please don't go into 2018 without knowing that you know. That you know. We did this song few weeks ago on a Sunday night. I believe we did it again on another Sunday night. I'm going to ask William to come back around. I want you all to stand with us. We're going to sing Amazing Grace. My chains are gone. They'll put it on the screens so you'll know the words. Let's sing it out to the Lord. Sing it now.
1: Amen. Sing, grace, how sweet the sound that says. me, and like a
2: flood, His mercy ran.
1: Chains are... That again, singing now. My chains are
2: gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior,
1: has rested.
3: good to be in God's house, I just ask the choir to sit down. I think that uh, God is working and has worked, but in saying that, I want to give you a chance this morning. I believe with all my heart that there's someone here that may not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'd like to lay it out very clearly and very carefully for just a moment. I want to tell you that this morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to be saved today. You need to be saved because the Bible tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means all, that means every one of us have fallen short. There was a time in the lives of some of the people you've heard speak this morning and give... Just a, an abbreviated testimony of how Jesus saved their soul. You know what happened? They heard that Jesus loved them. They heard John 3:16. They heard, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And they believed it. The Holy Spirit swooped down, convicted their heart of that fact. They realized they were sinners. Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. God gave his son to die on the cross for our sins. And when the reality of that sinks in to the hearts and the minds of an individual, we realize for all have sinned and Fallen short of the glory of God. So today, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, in the eyes of Jesus, you're a sinner. You say, well, preacher, are you saying that Christians don't sin? No, I'm not saying Christians do not sin. Uh, some of the worst things I've t- seen take place in the lives of individuals sometimes have happened In the lives of Christians and by Christians. The only difference is is that their sins are under the blood of Jesus Christ. The only difference is they've accepted Him as their Lord and Savior. They've realized that they cannot do it on their own. It takes Jesus. And you have to understand, it takes you. Coming to the conclusion that you are a sinner. Another thing you need to realize this morning... You can't save yourself You can be the best citizen You can get the manager And the employee of the year award And all those things I recently Was cleaning out Matter of fact since Thanksgiving I've been cleaning out our garage And going through boxes And I found Some um, uh, Certificates and awards That Lisa had won When she was with BB&T this of the year and that of the year and this that and, that and I mean to tell you I mean it was pretty impressive little trophies and so forth Hey, and that's great but those things won't get you to heaven being the mayor won't get you to heaven being the governor of the state won't get you to heaven working on the police department won't get you to heaven but I tell you Jesus can get you to heaven You've got to realize, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. Twice this week, we've stood with the families of those that had loved ones that had passed away. And the only comfort that we had was to know that these people were children of God. And that their death was not death at all, but was life and life everlasting. And that the fact that they have departed uh, from us in this temporary setting means nothing because just over the hill, eternity starts. And folks, one day we're going to heaven. And then we'll be forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. A decade won't go by in a hundred years, and a thousand years. There will be no keeping count. You know, we're going into a new day tomorrow, a new year, 2018. But in heaven, time will be no more. It won't matter any longer. I'm saying you need to understand that we need to be saved. We need to understand that we cannot work our way to heaven. And we need to understand that Jesus provided the way to salvation for you and me. He came. We just celebrated this wonderful time of Christmas where our Lord Jesus came in the form of a man, 100% God, 100% man. And he allowed himself to be put in a manger or a cow trough Whatever you want to call it. It was not where you would want to lay your child. I looked down here this morning. And I saw on the second row. It looked like to me a pretty newborn baby down there. I tell you. And I thought you know. uh, She wouldn't want to lay her child in a cow trough. For feeding. Would you? Uh, But yeah that's what our Lord Jesus did. And he did it because he loved you. So we need to understand that. The Lord Jesus is the provider of this great salvation And then we need to understand this That we need to accept the salvation Jesus Christ coming and being born of a virgin Wasn't enough to save you Jesus Christ dying on the cross Within itself was within itself was not enough to save you Raising up on the third day Within itself is not enough to save you the fact of the matter is you must accept this wonderful man god you must accept jesus christ as your savior and the conqueror of sin you must accept it believe on the lord jesus christ and thou shalt be saved the bible says do you see this morning That yes, our God provided the way That you have to accept it I kind of look at it like this If you today went out And ran for president of the United States And you received 100% of the vote That's funny 100% of the vote Every last eligible person That was legally able to vote voted for you and the day came where you were to be inaugurated and you stepped up on the platform with that uh, judge and laid your hand on the bible to take your oath as the president of the united states with 100% voting for you and you refused to take the oath you refuse to take on that responsibility of being the President of the United States, you would not be, at that point, the President of the United States. The way has been made. Jesus has come. Jesus has died. Jesus Christ shed His blood for you to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And all you have to do is take the oath. All you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, preacher, can I not do this tomorrow? Or can I not do this next Sunday? The Bible says, behold, today, now is the day of salvation. This is the day That the Lord has made for you to be born again. You see, a couple weeks ago I mentioned something about God's plan. And the truth is that God has a plan for everyone sitting within the sound of my voice. And today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, His plan is that you sit here, His Plan is that you hear the gospel challenge given to you And his plan is that today you be born again That's his plan Today is the day of salvation And then the question is What do I do? I like what Romans ten nine says If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus it didn't say confess muhammad confess buddha buddha confess this or that or the other it said confess that name which is above every name the name christ jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, listen, thou shalt, thou will be saved. As a sinner, the Bible says in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall, will be saved will you do that this morning if you don't know Jesus will you do that this morning i want to challenge you christians as well are you praying for those that are lost are you praying for those family members that you know are lost i'm going to share something with you and then i'm going to give you a chance to come and know the lord as your personal savior But also, give the Christian a chance to kick the new year off praying for those lost loved ones. Last night, we received a phone call from, I think John called. Vicki's niece was on her deathbed. She was going out and had died. Came back and died, heart would start, heart would stop. So when they left to take her to the hospital from her house, she did not have a heartbeat and she did not have a pulse. They were able to get the heart beating again and and a pulse as they got her to the hospital. But then, you know, she did pass an hour or so later. Because of Miss Vicki's testimony, she's she's given her testimony and she said my family, they are not Christians. As a matter of fact, she even said sometimes she she hates to see the holidays come because she sees all the other families enjoying each other and embracing one another, and her family has been riddled by sin. And so when I got to the hospital, I assumed that this was Once again, another one of her family members that was dying without Christ. My heart was heavy because another soul may have gone to hell. But then, in our conversation, it was brought to my attention, Brother Dave, something that I had forgotten about. I had forgotten about this. That last year, this same lady was in the hospital. And I walked in, and I asked her a simple question. I said, what have you done to assure your place in heaven? Jesus has done it all, and I witnessed to her. I said, so why haven't you made your place in heaven by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And she said, I don't know. And I said, well, why don't you do it? And she said, I think I will. And that woman that was riddled with sin dropped her head in that hospital bed and began to weep and cry and ask Jesus to save her from her sins. And when she was finished praying, that look of misery and lostness was gone off the face of this woman. She didn't grow as a Christian like Preacher Midget would like her to have grown. But I was there. I saw God on her face. I want to say this, that grace and mercy pulled another one through last night. Sorry, Mr. Devil. You couldn't have her. God laid his hands on her back in April of last year. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just one example of a family member that Miss Vicky prayed for and begged Westside Baptist Church to pray for. I'm asking you, Christians, are you willing to come? Well, are you willing to let your heart be broken over your family? And their lostness I don't know how deep you'd have to go how far you would have to go you say oh well my, my kids are saved or oh, my grandkids are saved or my mom's saved my dad's saved you might have to get on into your cousins maybe first and second or third I don't know but surely there's somebody in your family that you love that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior I'm going to ask you all to stand, every head bowed, every eye closed, please, as we stand. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to ask you a personal question. I want you to be honest with me, and honest with yourself, and honest with God. Christians, can you raise your hand and say, Preacher, everyone in my family is saved. Thank you for keeping your eyes closed and still do so and your heads bowed But not one of you were able to raise your hands Say preacher I have lost people in my family that are they're going to die and go to hell if they are not reached If that is your plight Raise your hand Almost every and this church has gone up Now I'm going to ask you again Every head bowed, every eye closed Preacher If I were to die today I would go to heaven I have it set to Jesus As my Lord and Savior He is the Lord God of my life If you can say that Would you quietly With head bowed, eyes closed Would you raise your hand please Thank you for your honesty. God bless you. Thank you. Now, it's going to get a little harder here. I'm going to ask you again, head bowed, eye closed. If you don't know the Lord as your Savior, there's never been a time when you've said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me from my sin. Forgive me, my unrighteousness. Heavenly Father, come into my heart. Make me a new creature in Christ. There's never been a time, there's never been a time when you've asked Jesus to save your soul. Would you just between me, you, and God, raise your hand so I can pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Thank you so much. God bless you. not going to embarrass you. Just be honest with you, me, and God. Thank you so much. I'm going to ask if we can start singing. The invitation is open. Christians, family members dying on the way to hell, what are you going to do about it? Lost person today, would you please don't leave here without knowing Jesus? Jesus loves you. Died for your sins. Would you come forward and let me get someone to take the Word of God and show you how you can be on your way to heaven today. The is open. Would you come?
1: Pass me not, oh, gentle say, if you What? Wow.
3: Ten years ago, I was asked to go see a man who had cancer. I went into the hospital, and there he had that poison dripping into his bottom trying to kill the cancer cells. God broke my heart for that man, and I began to weep for him and beg him to come to the Lord that he would not die and go to hell. He was a wealthy man multi-multi-millionaire had antique car collection that would make anyone envious and he looked at me and he went back and forth with his head he refused Jesus ladies and gentlemen I did my job as one of God's children to tell that man that he was on his way to hell He rejected Christ. My blood will not be on, his blood will not be on my hands when I get to heaven. But for me, that's not enough. I wanted him to be saved, blood or no blood. I want him to be saved. It wasn't just about three months later, that same man got up in the middle of the night and walked into the restroom. And there his internal organs fell out of him and blood went everywhere. They drug him back to the bed and there he screamed his way into eternity, screaming that the flames were so hot. He screamed himself to death and into hell. I want to tell you that hell's real today. The good news is is heaven's real. The good news is I've stood over those saints that have professed Jesus and in their final moments, when they've been comatose for two weeks, they've sat straight up in bed and said, "I love you, Jesus," lay down and went out to eternity. What a difference Jesus makes. Do you know him this morning? And Christians, does your family know him this morning as we sing?
1: Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. And while on Thou it could be your last chance
3: me. this side of eternity. Do not pass Hang on. Me by. Hang on. We're going to sing one more verse. We'll call it the mercy verse. Folks, God's dealing with hearts. If He didn't love you, He wouldn't deal with your heart. Well, preacher, all this makes me uncomfortable. Jesus wouldn't make you uncomfortable if He didn't love you. Amen. We all got a little uncomfortable when the Holy Spirit convicted us of our sin. That's not comfortable to be found out that we're wicked and on our way to hell. That's not comfortable. But God sent us a comforter, amen? And we'll accept him as our Lord and Savior. He'll comfort you because for eternity, you'll be okay, amen. So we're gonna sing one more verse. This is your mercy verse. As we sing please come you could walk out of here this you're to walk out of here this afternoon and walk into eternity god forbid through a car accident god forbid that woman that died last night was only 48 years old 48 years old she died of heart issues Your daddy was 61 years old. He was not an old man. 61 years old. Eternity. Eternity. What are you going to do with it? Let's sing the mercy verse, Brother William.
1: Trusting only in thy merit Would I seek thy faith And speak
3: ever closed at west Side baptist church if you want to know jesus before you get out of here you grab one of the saints and we'll take you to the to the word of god it'll show you how you can be born again today.